All right. Welcome to West Coast Football Episode 3. Uh, I don't know if I've said this yet, but my name is Balin. I don't I don't know how I didn't say that in the first two episodes of this stupid show. Um, but this show is going to be a little different. Um, first of all, I wanted to tell you kind of why I started this show. Uh, mostly it's because I want to work on my speaking a little bit. I, I say um a lot, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> I also just... St- stutter and slur my words a bit. Uh, I also just wanted to talk about football. I know I said that in the first episode. I just don't have a whole lot of people in my life that, you know, really like football to the level that I do. Sorry, I'm adjusting my gain on my uh, interface here. Oh boy. I think that's okay. I don't, I don't really know. I'm not really good with that. And like hearing myself in my head and in my microphones, it makes it sound like there's some sort of like echo in this room, but I really don't think that there is. The audio sounded okay for the last one, and there was a lot of background noise. Also, my door is open because I am by myself right now, and our dog freaks the fuck out when he's alone. <laughs> so I left the door open for him, so you might see the door pop open. It's because the dog is coming in, or I guess you can kind of see him over my shoulder. Anyway... It is a good day to be a duck. That game, I actually got to go to the game. My uh, my grandma got me a ticket, which was awesome. wasn't like spectacular seats, um, but they were pretty good. I mean, I guess they weren't good seats, but it was fun to be at the game. Um, it was a sellout crowd of 54,000 people, which is not correct as far as it being a sellout crowd. I think they always just say that at Autzen. There was... I mean, the capacity is like 56,000, I think. And there was probably about 3,000 empty seats in that stadium. So it it definitely wasn't sellout, but it got pretty loud. And hey, beating the number 12 team in the country, number 12, they really didn't look like it. They really didn't. They looked rough. But in celebration, we got a Modelo today. I chugged one of those before going into the game. Uh, It's kind of a thing that my family does. Hi, cat. It's kind of a, it's a thing that we do. We don't really tailgate anymore, mostly because we just don't want to pay for a spot to tailgate when we do go to games. Um, my, uh, my grandma has season tickets. So we'll go, we'll park like 45 minutes before the game, and then we'll each down a beer and then down another one when we get to the stadium. So (laughs) this isn't my first one. My first one was at, uh, 1130 this morning. That was weird. Haven't done that in a really long time. I haven't been to a game since before COVID. Uh, So that was definitely a bit different for me. Anyway, before we get into the Oregon game, and and this is totally an off-script episode. This isn't a really true, like, this isn't a truly written episode. I am speaking off the top of my head here. I just wanted to get this out and talk about the game because, oh my God, it was a good game. There's some things that I did see that they need to work on still. But overall, oh my god, the execution was so good. But before I get to that, I wanted to talk about the uh, Chargers-Chiefs game on Thursday. Just for a minute. I Again, I don't have notes. Um, that, was a, that was a heartbreaking game in many ways. The Chargers fucking had it. They had that game. And they chargered it. The refs didn't help. I... Honestly, thinking back on it, the really only, only the, the tr- only truly bad call 
was when, um, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember. I can't remember who it was. Um, but like grabbed Bryce Callahan and threw him to the ground after breaking his route. And then there was an interception and Bryce Callahan got called for illegal contact. That was infuriating. Uh, I, I didn't understand that. Uh, nobody really understood that. No, like the bar wasn't really into the game. They were just kind of watching it for Herbert because I'm in Eugene. I'll, I'll say that much. I am in Eugene, Oregon. So Herbert is like the guy and the the stadium today exploded when they showed the pro ducks segment or the pro ducks thing they do right at the very beginning of the game or right before the game where they just show the uh, highlights from the previous NFL week the chargers had that game the chargers had that game and herbert he was struggling the offense was struggling but that defense is something else I don't think that they're a top five unit in the league, probably, but they don't need to be if that offense is on. And it wasn't on. It was not on, and they still almost beat the Chiefs. If it wasn't for Herbert getting crushed, or that pick six, which, again, wasn't entirely Herbert's fault, that that pick six was the result of pretty much everybody. Hold on. I got to turn on my light here. Is that too bright? Let's let it correct. I think that's okay. I think that's okay. I'm not really going to cut this either. I'm going to kind of just leave it. There's a little thing where my cat jumped up on the, on the um, desk here. I, I think I might cut that out, but I'm going to leave pretty much everything else in here. That pick six, that was as much on the coaching staff as it was on Gerald Everett as it was on Justin Herbert. Uh, Justin Herbert has only been with Gerald Everett for a couple of months. This coaching staff's only been with Gerald Everett for a couple of months. And they wanted to go tempo, and I respect that. But you can go tempo and not go to another pass. You could just run it up the middle. It was like watching the Seahawks in the Super Bowl in, what was it, 2014? When they had Marshawn Lynch, and they decided to do a... Pat, they decided to pass it at the two yard line to win the Super Bowl. It felt like that. There's no reason. There's no reason to run stick flat for the fourth time on that drive to Gerald Everett, who was completely gassed out and had just asked to sub. I get not wanting to sub him out because then the defense can sub out. All right. I give that to the coaching staff and I, I give that to Herbert. That's fair. But don't run the play his way. It's okay to keep him out there and have him take one play off. Just run to the other side. It's not that hard. Or pick a different receiver. It's not that hard. And if they do that, if they pick a different receiver, if they run to the other side, whatever you want them to do, if they do that, I don't think Herbert gets hurt. Because the injury was on the next drive. And they were driving like that because they had to. Because they were down. If they go up by seven, they don't need to do what they did on that following drive. They don't need to. And Herbert doesn't get hurt. He has essentially cracked ribs. It's just the cartilage right here in the middle from what we understand. 
I don't know if he's going to be the same the rest of the season, and he might not be 100% until next year now because of the coaching staff. And I get it. Brandon Staley believes in his guy. And his response when he asked if when he was asked if Herbert was okay is Herbert's okay. He's Justin Herbert. Nobody in the league is tougher than him. And sure, maybe you're right. I I think there's definitely tougher players in the league than Herbert. But Herbert is a fucking monster, man. Just because you have Justin Herbert doesn't mean you need to treat him that way. Sorry if you hear squeaking. My dog is playing with a squeaky toy. Anyway, I feel bad for the guy. Um, they're going to see if he's ready to come back out on uh, on Wednesday for practice. Oh, I actually, actually, I didn't, uh, I wanted to touch on one other thing. Um, I did take a screenshot from a, uh, the athletic article from Daniel Popper. And it was about that touchdown that J.C. Jackson gave up. I'm not going to read it word for word because it is it is a paid service. The Athletic is not free, uh, and it should not be free. This is some incredible stuff. I, I love The Athletic. Um, essentially, it was not J.C. Jackson's fault um, that he gave that touchdown up. He actually recovered incredibly. Yes, he got turned around, but part of that was because Nasir, or not Nasir, Adderley, um, who was it? Yeah, it was Nasir Adderley. Nasir Adderley was supposed to rotate from uh, center field to deep if there was an if there was a uh, if there was a seam route, and J.C. Jackson was supposed to break on any outbreaking route, and that's what he did. And then realized Nasir Adderley wasn't behind him, and so he broke up field and caught up with the receiver and almost made a play. He almost had a pick on a on a play that wasn't even his to make. He was making up ground for somebody else, and that's why they brought in J.C. Jackson. And he's fucking hurt. He's still he's still recovering from his surgery, and he almost made a play that wasn't even his to make. If Nasir Adderley rotates the coverage correctly. Who does Patrick Mahomes have to throw to on that play? I don't think anybody. What the hell? Cat? Dog? My dog's freaking out. Anyway, that was not his fault. That play was not his fault. But Justin Herbert getting hurt is the coach's fault. Plain and simple. And the offensive line. I will admit the offensive line ended up getting blown to pieces, but it seems like... uh, it seems like Corey Lindsley is going to be okay for next week. And it sounds like Trey Pipkins is probably going to be out for a week. He has a mild sprain in his ankle. So he'll probably be out for a bit. But what can you do? That's football. Now on to Oregon. <clears throat> um, the Oregon Ducks beat the... Thanks, Sirius. Uh, I'm going to keep all of this shit in. This is just genuine. I know it's not very good podcasting. I will take out the long breaks, and I'll probably cut out me taking drinks of my beer. Um, but most of this I'm going to just leave in. It's just funny. To me, at least. Uh, anyway, Oregon beat the BYU Cougars 41-20 to today. At home, at Autzen. 
And that was a great game. It was a great game. I I wish they hadn't scored 20 points. Uh, it was a little too early, in my opinion, to put Ty Thompson in. I think that if you score one more touchdown there in the third quarter, then you can put in Ty Thompson. But it just disrupted the rhythm, and Ty got a little too excited because it was his, it was a cat because it was his first drive of the game. And he just he threw a little 10-yard in way too hot and bounced off the receiver's hands into a BYU defender's hands. And BYU ended up scoring just a few plays later. Say what you want about that P.I. in the end zone. I, I don't think that that was necessarily P.I. It kind of looked both ways to me. But then again, that's from a fan perspective who was in the stadium. I'm not going to go back and watch that. Sorry, my cat is playing with my guitar cable. I'm not going to go back and watch that. It's not worth it. The one thing that really got me, though, was, and again, I get it. It's the home It's the home crowd. They're going to think that everything needs to go Oregon's way, and Oregon fans are notorious for all oh, the refs are always against us, and I'm going to be honest, half the time they are, half the time they aren't, and that's pretty standard. That's kind of how football goes. I mean, you'd expect something that can go one way or the other. It's going to be a fairly even 50-50 split. I would say it's more 60-40, 60% against Oregon, but then again, I'm an Oregon fan, so I'm biased. Uh, there was one one play where the quarterback tripped as he was, the BYU's quarterback tripped as he was handing it off to the running back, which ended up being the touchdown, to put them up to 20, and he uh, his knee was down, and he still had the ball on his fingertips, but the but he had started losing possession of the ball already. So technically, it's a fumble. Then we're picked up by the running back. He wasn't down, unfortunately. If the ball had not started moving from his hands, and I wish the refs would have explained that, that might have been a little bit more... There wouldn't have been quite such a reaction to that play. Uh, it was a... He wasn't down. He wasn't down, and that sucks. But again, young coaching staff thought they were ahead enough to put their backups in. They really weren't. And I really think that whole next series, they did put their uh, they did put their backups in. Was that was that the play that gave him twenty points, or was that the play that they got up to thirteen points with? I don't remember. It was one of the two. Either way. Six of those points should not have been on the board. <laughs> Six of those points shouldn't have been on the board. And they failed a two-point conversion. It, it was just an all-around great game. Bo Nix looked great. Uh, Marquise Irving, which I think he wants to go by Bucky Irving. He looked great. Let me... Um, give me a second here. I'm going to pull up... Oh, it's right there. Look at that. Uh, oh. Oh, wait, this is season stats. This is season stats. I want the game stats. Come on, ESPN. I guess I should probably click on the game. That would probably be good. Hey, look at that. There it is. Uh, oh, why am I doing this on ESPN? I use 24-7 sports for this. <laughs> Duh. Sorry, I know, this is really, really bad podcasting. Um, 
but I want to bring this up. Come on, where is it? Football stats. Sorry, I know this is really bad. I'm trying to talk as I do this, but it's, uh, this is difficult. Podcasting is hard, man. It is deceptively difficult. Let's see here. Did this, did this work? Come on. Come on. Oh my God. Hold on. I just realized that I never hit record on my camera. <laughs> so I'm going to put this on YouTube, but it's not going to have an actual video. Actually, you know what? Here, right now, I will turn on the camera. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm not recording the entire first fucking 20 minutes of the show again. I'm not doing that. So, hi now. Uh, I will put this audio in at the beginning of the show for YouTube. So, <laughs> so that you know, I forgot to turn on my camera for the first half of the show. So, you're going to get the show art for the first half of the YouTube video. And then the second half, you will have the video again. Oops. You know what it is? Uh, I don't think that... I don't think that um, CBS has the stats up yet. So I, I guess I can... Oh, it's right there. I found it on ESPN. Okay. <laughs> so what I was trying to say before I royally just fucked this whole episode up... Oregon actually played a very efficient game, and it felt like it in the stadium. The one thing they need to get better on is third downs. They were only 4 for 12 on third downs. 25% uh, is not good, and that's not going to win you any championships, not even a conference championship. But 3 for 3 on fourth downs can. Should you be in a position where you need to... Excuse me, hiccups. Should you be in a position where you need to go for it on fourth down three times? No. But at the same time, they didn't necessarily have to. They just did to continue driving the knife through BYU's heart. Um, total yards, they absolutely dominated. BYU 366 to Oregon's 439. Oh, I should also mention, BYU is 0 for 4 on fourth downs. That's pretty good. 8 for 15 on third downs. That's not good. But 0 for 4 on 4th. Uh, passing yards, BYU did dominate Oregon on that, but I'll get back to that. BYU threw for 305, Oregon 227 yards. Uh, but BYU did it on 29 attempts. Uh, 29 completions out of 41 attempts. Oregon did it on 14 completions out of 20 attempts. 7.4 yards per, per pass for BYU, 11.4 for Oregon. A lot more efficient. Oregon did throw one pick, but again, that wasn't Ty Thompson's fault. Here is where Oregon killed BYU. BYU 61 rushing yards, which we knew they had a really struggling rushing attack, to 212 rushing yards for Oregon. That is dominant in every sense of the word. Uh, BYU had seven penalties for 64 yards. Oregon had eight for 48. Um... So BYU had much bigger penalties than Oregon did. It's not such a... 
I don't know. If all your penalties are five yards, I guess that's not too bad. But then again, five-yard penalties are typically operational penalties. Uh, and uh, that's it. I, I mean, it, all that says to me is that they're playing a pretty clean game. They're just still struggling with communication. That's really about it. And time of possession, Oregon, 33 minutes, 11 seconds to BYU's 26 minutes, 49 seconds. As a dominant game, Oregon kicked the crap out of BYU. They just let up with their second stringers for a little bit. You can't do that. You just can't do that. But, hey, it was a great game. It was a fun atmosphere. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm still going to go to the Washington game because, again, I didn't pay for this ticket. Uh, think thankfully i wouldn't have been able to go otherwise but i this was one of the games that i wanted to go to initially even when it was byu it ranked 24 or whatever and oregon was ranked 11th kind of funny how those just flip-flopped it i don't know it was a fun game and i'm glad oregon won they definitely started finding their identity uh i was listening to the very beginning of um the odds and audibles podcast on the way home from from uh, my grandma's house because I chilled there and watched a couple of football games after. And they were talking about Oregon's identity and the fact that they found their, are they finding their identity? And so was uh, Jerry Allen on the radio uh, after the game. They definitely did. They definitely did start finding a bit of an identity. And what they were talking about on the Aughts and Audibles podcast was it's limiting Bo Nix. You gotta limit Bo Nix. He only threw for twenty. Pat. He only did twenty. Had twenty attempts. But they ran forty-four times for four point eight yards per carry. That yards per carry could be up a little bit more. But still, that's not bad. And that's how you keep Bo Nix from making mistakes: is don't give him the chance to make mistakes. Dog. And I think that's what they're going to have to do. That is what they're going to have to do. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. I'm totally cool with that. If you keep Bo Nix from being Bo Nix by not allowing Bo Nix to be Bo Nix, then that's great. Do whatever you got to do to win, man. I will watch every single game that I watch every single game anyway. I will be happy with every single game if that's what ends up happening. And as far as the offense looked, I thought it looked great. The offensive line absolutely owned BYU's pass rush, and I get it. They were down a couple of linemen on defense. They were down a couple receivers on offense. But it really, I don't think they would have cared. I don't think they would have cared. I think that BYU only got a couple of pressures on Oregon the whole game. They had a couple of big tackles for uh, TFLs. They didn't have any sacks. Oregon got two sacks, I think, and had multiple pressures, whereas BYU only had a handful of pressures. They looked good. Oregon looked good, and I'm very happy with it. Uh, There was some explosiveness in there. It was mostly just, it was very much Muhammad Ali, like just jab, 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 jab massive punch when you're not expecting it and that was like that 45 50 yard shot downfield to troy franklin and that was beautiful that got the stadium into it uh bo nicks had a career day on the ground as far as touchdowns 
Uh, he's never scored three rushing touchdowns in his career yet, and he had two through the air. So that was pretty cool to see. Every single rushing touchdown was Bo Nix. He had, I want to say he had seven carries for 22 yards, but three scores. That's pretty good. That is much, much better than anything we've seen so far, and I'm pleased with it. I, I think that this was a very solid game, and if they can play like this, clean up the operational penalties, communicate a little bit better. There was a couple of substitution issues that almost cost them penalties. Clean up the operational stuff. Make sure you know everybody is on the field and on the same page at the same time. Maybe get the plays in a little bit faster on defense. It seemed like there was a little bit of scrambling on defense. There was a couple of busted coverages as well, but, I mean, that's football. That happens. Get some of the operational stuff cleaned out or cleaned up. Stop being as conservative so quickly into the third quarter. And we got a team here. This is a New Year's Six caliber team. If they play like this again, or if they continue to play like this, this team could win a New Year's Six Bowl. And the Pac-12 title. I guess a Pac-12 title and a New Year's Six Bowl. They can do that. They absolutely can do that. And I think they will. They just have to keep playing this way. Anyway, that's it. It was a really interesting show. I know that it was kind of chaotic and all over the place. I just wanted to jump on and talk for a bit. I, I just I enjoyed this. I had a lot of fun today, and I'm in I'm in a good mood. Uh, my wife is out with her friends who are getting married tomorrow. I was at the game. I needed to come back home for the dog, so I didn't go. I kind of I wanted to go, uh, but I figured if I'm home, I might as well do this. Anyway, thanks for listening to me ramble for 30 minutes. I know it wasn't structured. Uh, I feel like I did better. I was talking more instead of reading. I didn't have to think so much, I guess. So let me know what you thought if you want to. Again, sorry about the fuck up with the camera. I totally just thought that it was recording. I don't know why I thought that, but I did. I will be back in the later in the week probably on Tuesday. I'm probably going to edit this. I don't think I'll have time tomorrow because of the wedding. If I have time tomorrow evening, I will. If not, I'm going to edit this on Monday. Uh, and I will... Well, no, shit, I got to do it tomorrow night. Otherwise, it won't make sense. I need to record the next episode on Monday because I want to try and have the actual structured episode for the preview for that coming week for the Ducks and the Chargers. I want to try and have that out on Tuesday or Wednesday. So... I'll try and get this up tomorrow on Sunday. But other than that, thanks for sticking around. Let me know what you thought. And man, is it a great day to be a Ducks fan. All right. Bolt up and go Ducks.